Hello and welcome to the CLB Forge podcast. This is a show to help equip you and your church for mission, ministry, and multiplying disciples. I'm Ryan Nelson. And I'm Mike Natal. Welcome to episode 19. Today, we are joined by uh, Katie Copeland and Gretchen Ronovic. Uh, they are starting a new podcast and we wanted to have them on because as we are building uh, resources, we wanted to give our listeners some more resources. And as they begin their podcast, we wanted to give them a chance to come on here and explain a little bit more about it. And so if you're wondering uh, a little bit more about Gretchen, we did have her on in episode 12. So if you'd like to go back and reference um, anything that Gretchen talked about, you're more than welcome to stop the podcast right now and to go back because some of the stuff that she talks about right now could be a spoiler alert from her previous episode and we don't want to ruin anything. <laughs> so you might want to go back and listen to it, but we'll see. And so, uh, Katie, we, we have a, a question that we asked Gretchen the last time that she was on, but before we get to it, we have a more important question to ask you, which is, which one is better in your opinion, Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, my oldest will asked to be adopted out of the family <laughs> if I don't say Star Wars, I think. <laughs> this but is great. This Ryan? Is Ryan's hanging his head. We gotta, find, we gotta find a new controversy that I that I don't lose <laughs> that, as often. That you could somewhat win. Well, it won't be sports, but I'll let you come. Maybe it would be clogging. Maybe we ask our guests about clogging next. And then we'll go from there. All right. Might fare better with that, sure. And with that in mind, uh, Katie, could you tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey? Yeah. So I'm what you would call a cradle Lutheran. Um, my great, 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 great grandparents were Lutheran too, I think. And uh, um, grew up in a decent sized LCMS church, um, went to K through eight at an LCMS. So Missouri Synod school, went to public high school, went to uh, Bethany Lutheran in Mankato, which is an ELS college, got a degree, didn't know what I want. So I got a communication degree. That's the catch all, right? So, and I didn't get married then. So, <laughs> you know, that's kind of why you go to Lutheran college to meet a spouse and it didn't work out. But as far as spiritual <laughs> journeys, <laughs> um, I didn't really know what I was doing at that time in my life. Uh, and then I got pregnant from a one night stand. And that kind of flipped your world on end when you grow up in a Christian home. That's just not something you're supposed to do. So um, that was a come to Jesus moment for sure. I would never say there's a time in my life I wasn't a Christian or that I wasn't saved, but mm, probably wasn't, you know, I wasn't proclaiming the gospel real hardcore at that point in my life. Um, and then after I had my son, I met my husband shortly after. And we attended an LB church in Jamestown, North Dakota. Um, and there I got really into women's ministry. And I so I started like writing little blogs, not blogs, little things to throw in the mailbox. And then I started a blog. And yeah, I don't know. You are pretty obsessed about proclaiming the gospel. Pretty now. obsessed now. Yeah. Because God forgives everything yeah and, and I, works everything if out. i wouldn't have had that if i wouldn't have gotten pregnant i don't think i would be as on fire for proclaiming the gospel as i am i think i would have been law driven and all over telling people how like to i've live done all life. the right things yeah, because i didn't have We're a big good. thing that people could point to and say well you look at this here <laughs> but i do so 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's important. I mean, you're using that, the story of your life in order to proclaim the gospel. You're using what you've been given in order to point people to the goodness of the Lord. And I think that's what all of us are are called to do as Christians. Uh, We're not called to, you know, totally forget about the past, leave it behind, never talk about it ever again, but instead talk about it as a powerful representation of how God has been with you and how he continues to be with you and how his act of restoration has restored you to um, the perfect person that he intended you to be through Christ's death and resurrection. So it's great. Yeah, never, never lose that story. I try to tell all of my parishioners that, you know, your hardships are the things that you can proclaim the gospel through the most. You know, Christ has made his power is made perfect, not in your strengths. Or in the goodness of what you're doing, but literally in your weakness. So yeah, that's I tremendous. A big kick in the butt. You know, some people don't <laughs> yeah. need that big kick in the butt and they still proclaim the gospel. I needed a big kick in the butt, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the hard the hard thing about telling your testimony is it's hard to say I was super awesome and then God decided to make me more awesome. <laughs> yeah. You can't start that way. It's usually like I was messed up and God met me there. Uh-huh. Like it's really hard yeah. to say it without making yourself look kind of bad. And uh, once you realize that you are messed up, then you really see <laughs> how messed up you are. And it continues. And there's nothing like um, showing what kind of person you are. Like um, for my experience is marriage and having children because you can't hide stuff from that spouse. And mm-hmm. then you see all those awful things you do in the little people that you've created. <laughs> And you're like, no, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> this is very true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Gretchen and Katie, how did you two meet? How'd you, how'd you meet up? So I first started seeing Katie's name from when I was writing and blogging and seeing her like my posts. I saw her name a lot. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So I saw her post. I was stalking her. That's really I know. I mean. Well, and then we both <laughs> went to an event in the Twin Cities, a Christ Hold Fast event. My husband and I went with uh, one of our kids and Katie went with her husband. Our husbands weren't supposed to come because they're both in agriculture, but it rained that day. So then it was, <laughs> they were able to come. Yeah. Um, so we drove down to the cities and she kind of came up to me sheepishly like, so I stalk you on Facebook and I read all your stuff. I'm Katie. And I'm like, Katie, I've seen your name for like a couple of years. And so it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, the LB world. So. Yeah. We, we have um, seen, we're friends of friends. Yes. I would say it's a very safe thing to say. Mm-hmm. And so we're, uh, she was a friend of a friend. So we just kind of got acquainted. And the, um, we both live in um, the country. Um, I would say for the most part, maybe like small yeah. towns. Yeah. My husband small would towns. say, no, now we live in a metropolis because we live in a town of 1100. <laughs> yeah. Small towns. And um, the writing world is small. And so I think if you, um, if you are writing articles or you're writing blog posts, the, the Christian women who do that within our area, I would say it's, it's across denominations. And so I started seeing some of her stuff and started saying, oh my goodness, this is really, really good. And one of the things for me is it can be kind of a very lonely ministry where you're writing and mm-hmm. putting things out there. And I was looking for, for a, a, 
comrade, someone to talk to and say, I'm trying to work this out or I'm trying mm-hmm. to, to play this out or work out what I'm trying to say. Is this clear? And most of the people who are like that in my area are not from the LB or even Lutheran. And so a lot of their methods of writing to women are, here are five steps to a better marriage, or here are five, probably two particular, but mm-hmm. um, here's here's five steps to do this. And, and a lot of the, the writing conferences that you go to, I would say, especially for women, but not, not exclusive to that, are all about um, making a plan of action for people and very light on actual doctrine. Mm-hmm. And so... I recognized right away that Katie is someone that I can talk to and she knows exactly where I'm coming from Mm -hmm. as far as what I'm trying to get at. And I don't know if that's fair enough. Yeah, that's very fair. And I was uber flattered when she asked me if I want to do a podcast with her because she's a lot smarter than I am. But um, (laughs) other than that, it's when you're writing and speaking and doing ministry like this, I think especially as a woman like freelancing it like we are can we call it that freelancing you kind of ask yourself over and over again what am i doing and why like why am i there's a lot of self-doubt so to yeah. have somebody else say this is why we're doing it is yeah helpful. this is why we're doing it and to have someone encourage you like a teammate i when, when it came to the podcast i had been thinking about doing a podcast for maybe two years i had even recorded a couple of episodes and i did not like them so i never published them so i you know i've been playing around with the idea and then with my book coming out next year you know all of the marketing people say oh you have to start a podcast because that's mm-hmm. a great way to market it and i'm just like oh i don't want to do one more thing like that just sounds <laughs> like i don't think i can do that but the, it was this itch that i was trying to scratch and so then i finally said i'm going to reach out to Katie and just talk it out with her. That was my first intention of I'm going to talk out my podcast idea and ask her if she thinks it's stupid because she's a good person to do that against. And so I started talking out my podcast idea and she's like, I totally know what you mean. I had a podcast idea too, but I haven't really nailed down exactly what I wanted to do. So she started talking about her podcast idea and probably about I don't know if it was a half hour, 45 minutes into the conversation. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh my word, we're talking about the same podcast. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, should we just do this together? Because we're after the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And we're both afraid of having one more thing heaped on us. And this is something we can do together. So the burden is not too heavy mm-hmm. on either one of us. And it's it's been hilarious where our strengths have been playing off of each other. And it has been something that I look forward to. Yeah. Getting together with Katie, like, can we record, please? Because I need to talk to you. <laughs> so it's it's not burdening. It's a this is something that God has gifted us that we're able to do to not just encourage others, but it's been an incredible encouragement to us. Yeah. We have an excuse to get together now and talk about things that we really care about. Yeah. With someone who is like minded. Yeah. With someone who the law and gospel are at the forefront of whenever we discuss these things, whether yeah. it's marriage or spiritual disciplines or whatever. Yeah, that's great. It's amazing to hear the story of how God, you know, brought you guys both together. And Ryan, you might have to edit this part out because I don't know if this is appropriate podcast talk. <laughs> but as you guys were as you guys were talking, I couldn't help but think about that scene. If you guys have seen Step Brothers with Will Ferrell and that oh yeah, guy, I can't <laughs> what his name is. Anybody remember what his name John is? John C. Riley. Yeah, John C. Riley. And they're fighting and fighting and fighting. And then all of a sudden they find that common bond. And they're like, did we just become best friends? 
And he's like, yup. And that's totally the story that I hear behind you guys where it's like, I was thinking about this podcast. And then you're like, I was thinking about this podcast too. And then you're like, wait a minute. Did we just become best, best friends? friends. <laughs> yup. Let's get together and do this thing. We did not have bunk beds though. <laughs> but who knows? You guys still have plenty of time. And I'm sure both of your husbands could probably build that. And it would be... We, it might we be a match made in heaven. Got our husbands together, and we were kind of nervous about it. We're like, "You guys have to be friends. You really." And both of them, I think it went really well. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, was they're saying exciting. they're like, "This is like the best setup <laughs> yeah. for a new guy friend you've ever given us." Because so we were so wow. relieved. That's, how That's amazing. <laughs> That's how my husband <laughs> makes all his friends is my friends <laughs> And sometimes great. it doesn't click, and that's yeah. kind of awkward. Yeah. And so oh, they yeah. really clicked. So yeah. that was really, really good. Yeah. So. Nice. But nice. they're farm boys, so they have to have something to talk about. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah those Unless combines, they're like different mm-hmm. types of tractors, right? Mm-hmm. Different brands. Yeah, you know, that could be a problem. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so so there's a... Football. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's an interesting question to kind of ask. So, what type of tractor don't, do your husband prefer? Don't divide them. Don't cause division. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, is Mike? that going to be a division? Okay. My husband doesn't care as long as it runs. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we're we're red tractor people. We're the case case right. track. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, so, yeah. tell us a little bit about. Oh, sorry, Ryan. Were you going to ask another question? I didn't want to cut you. No, off. I just I'm I love hearing nice. that. You know, I think because I feel like our friendship is on the brink after hearing how strong their friendship is. <laughs> now I'm like, oh man, Ryan, why are we oh, getting together to do this? Friendship. They're like mutual. Obviously, are that's a tight bond. Yeah, that's a tight bond. And I'm, th- like I say that quickly, <laughs> but it's for real. <laughs> you guys have all the things Mike and I don't: mutual care yep. and concern for each other, common <laughs> interests. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. That's right, but that does actually hearing you guys makes me appreciate like oh yeah these are some of the things i love about mike and working with mike yeah. and uh-huh. our spouses uh-huh. our spouses actually probably better friends than we are and we all love hanging out together too so that's really it is very what? special you think our spouses are better friends than we are yeah don't you think so i mean they're just great people and they're probably better at we don't they don't argue about stuff very, like star wars and star trek i think they're probably better <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess if that's the basis of friendship, they definitely are better friends than we are. <laughs> so that's that's probably true. All right. Uh, before I start crying, because Ryan just said that <laughs> our friendships is on the rocks. Uh, let me ask you a little bit more about your podcast. Uh, g- can you give us a little background information? Like what what do our listeners uh, have to look forward to once the podcast drops? Or I guess actually now that I'm thinking about it, it's going to already have dropped by the time this episode airs yeah, but it'll be a little bit of info okay i'm just I'll, I'll keep talking and you interrupt me all right so it's called freely given and it's a podcast um we want to talk about faith and freedom mm-hmm. um as opposed to guilt and slavery there's just a lot of things that katie and i both encounter in our ministry where women are really feeling guilt pretty much all the time yeah um mom guilt it keeps them from guilt. picking up their bible yeah it keeps them from picking up their Bible. They um, Freedom in Christ is not something that a lot of women's ministry talk about because they're afraid you're going to go into like the women's lib movement or something. I don't know. Just yeah. like free and female doesn't really go together in the church. Well, that and was so one of the options. We were joking off. about that. <laughs> free we laughed female. about that. We're like free and female. That will be so bad. So <laughs> bad. <laughs> That would be so like, how do you talk about freedom in Christ? How do we, how do we explain that? And so both of us are really 
obsessive about law and gospel. And so we want to make sure that that is not getting lost in the how-to marketing of a lot of Christian things towards women. Because that's what sells too. We all want that. Like, I want that too. I'm obsessed with law and gospel, but I still want somebody to tell me how to clean my house and how to get up and read devotions and how to do devotions with my family. Well, I... I had someone straight up. I mean, you know me. I was, when I was pitching my book on spiritual disciplines to several agents and several editors, and I'm going to writing conferences, and I was explaining, okay, this is a book about spiritual disciplines, but it's focusing totally on Christ and not on our works. And I would just get like a lot of people saying, so are you going to make this like on how they can do their works better? And I'm like, no, this is actually about Christ and how. He does this and they're just being, and, and one agent flat out said, I'm sorry, but the gospel just doesn't sell. You're just going to have to make it into something about how to do it. Otherwise I can't sell it. And it was just kind of like, that's what we're up against. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what that world is like. And so we're really obsessive about making sure that that's not getting lost, even though it doesn't sell, even though it may not be exciting. Um, the gospel is what drives us. It's it's not um, because not because it's not practical. No, um, and, I would and say and quite the opposite. All those other things eventually fail, and then what are you left with? Or I fail at them, anyways. Yeah. So and so you're just guilty all the time of I'm not that great at this, and I'm not that good at this, and and so I'm not that good of a Christian, or I'm yeah. not that good of a mom, and and so there's just this this stuck in the mudness. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I ask myself if I could just then I could just do this. Or in my Mm -hmm. case, I'm just like, well, if my kids would just stop this or if my husband would just, you know, help with this, then totally I could be a great Christian. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. if I could just do this. And so Mm -hmm. we, we really want it to be super practical, but at the same time, pointing them to Christ and not pointing them to if you could just be a better Christian, just imagine what your life could be like, because that can be a dangerous trap to get into. And that's what our first like chunk of episodes will be about. I'd say like the first 10 episodes is going to be on spiritual discipline. And then uh, we've talked about doing some marriage stuff, but that scares us a little bit. (laughs) Neither one of us us ever, ever, ever (laughs) write about our marriages. And so... We feel like it needs to be addressed, but we really don't want to. Yeah. So we're debating about how wow. to do that in a very respectful so way. Uh-huh. So. And trying to decide how much time our husbands would spend with a headset on to do yeah. it with us. So Yeah. We're currently in negotiations over that. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> but right nice. now, spiritual yeah. discipline. So like prayer, fasting. And I can tell you when I first heard Gretchen speak about fasting, this is this is the story that goes along with this. She was speaking at a local event and... Of course, we're in the Midwest, so there was brunch, and they were bringing out all these egg bakes and muffins, <laughs> <laughs> talking about fasting. And she comes and sits down next to me. I was like, "So I'm hungry. I'm hungry, <laughs> and I, I can't even imagine fasting for 15 minutes <laughs> at this point." <laughs> That's great. So yeah, we're pretty real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I lo- I love that you're 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 planning to talk about spiritual disciplines because I I think um you know it can be challenging to have a focus on the gospel and also talk about spiritual disciplines well, and yeah, how God it's good how God to read the Bible and it's good to do this yeah, yeah it's it's good to spend time in prayer um but where is our identity yeah and what are we mm. what is all that driving towards yeah um, so. Yeah. It's yeah. a, and I can say reading Gretchen's resources on spiritual disciplines, I get so excited 
because it's always Christ for you in all these things, not um, you, you mm. should do this and then this good thing will happen to you. My next question is, I'd like to ask you, um, I'd like you to talk about five ways you can be better at understanding the gospel. Solid. Don't do that. Justin. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Did I just make you both really like, I didn't understand anything you were saying? Sorry. Better at doing yeah. the gospel, is that what you mean? Yeah, better at doing the gospel. There you go. That's not an oxymoron. Okay, so I, I did. Want, no, I'm kidding. But what I did want to ask you about is if you could uh, share with our listeners what is the law and the gospel. So that's one of the, the main themes of your show, and it's something we've alluded to a few times. We've referenced it on our show, but we really haven't unpacked what what law and gospel is. Could you guys? Could you two do that for us? So I think the simplest way to say it, or the laws is due, and the gospel says done. This is done. This is completed in Christ. I think a lot of people get offended if you say that the law doesn't matter anymore. And I wouldn't really say that either. I think that the law points us to the fact um, that beautiful Jesus is in everything that he has done. Both it is, the law it and is good and it is holy and it is lovely. And we can't meet it. We can't fulfill it. And we have been given Christ and we wear Christ's righteousness and, and Christ's doneness on us. So yeah, there's there's lots of different different parts to that. But understanding that everything that we're doing from this point is something that Christ is doing in us because Christ is is our completion. So I think flushing that out of what that means practically in everyday life is what we're after, mm-hmm. I think. And it can be done. <laughs> it's just difficult. It's, 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 it's such an easy concept, long gospel, because it's do and done. But it is, and maybe it's just me, it's immensely hard to look at my own life and apply that to my life. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. In a practical manner. Because because in my life, there's an awful lot that's not done. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's, I, I have to make this meal and I have to teach this kid and I have to do this and everybody needs me. And if I don't do it, everything is going to fall apart. And, and so is this just something that's theoretical? Is this something yeah. that is just spiritual and, and really trying to grasp? And I think a lot of people think that this is too scary of a topic to talk about. And so it's just safer to just give people the law because that's cut and dry. Mm-hmm. The law says do this, and so just do it. And I think if you just leave it at that, the Bible basically says you're giving them death because the law is not going to save you. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to save you. And I think a lot of people feel like death because yeah. they're just like, I can't do it. And um, I think the turning point for me was I knew that Christ was for me in my justification. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started seeing in scripture that Christ is for me in my sanctification, that the Holy Spirit is sanctifying me, that for a long time was something I thought I had to manage. Like I am managing the Holy Spirit. And I think when it comes down to is we have sometimes a very low view of what the Holy Spirit can do mm-hmm. as far as because we assume that the Holy Spirit is um, our feelings, our our emotions, or something really, really vague and really wishy-washy. And so we're just like, well, okay, you know, we can't fully trust the Holy Spirit to do this because, you know, we don't trust our emotions. And when we separate, the Holy Spirit is not your emotions. That is that is not the, you know, the third person of the Trinity is not your emotions. Or third, um, 
person in there. I'm going to probably get myself into some sort of doctrinal trouble as soon as I start talking about that, but because I'm so clumsy with my words sometimes, but really teaching people how God is working in you, I think is relieving. Yeah. It is. It gives a lot of peace. To I have point. no wisdom yeah. to give to anyone or nothing good. Even, you know, even when I look at my family or when I'm talking to women, but I can give them Christ over for them over and over and over again. Because that's not something we're making up. No, that's not making it up. It is so real. Uh, I forget it on a daily basis that as Christians, that's what we get to give people is Christ. Yeah. 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 And Christ for them. Like he loves you a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, you know, one thing I'm thinking about as we talk about the gospel and God's grace. Sometimes when when God's grace is talked about and fully understood, or when people are trying to understand it, some people then, uh, when they understand that it's the gospel that's saving them, that's by God's grace that we're that we're saved, that they can then turn it into license to sin. Well, since you know, since we're not we're not uh, slaves to the law. We can we can sin freely or you know, antinomianism sometimes mm-hmm. referred to that the law no longer matters in our lives at all. So what's the difference between what you're describing and and that kind of wrong understanding of of law and gospel? Yeah, I think I think you hear that a lot, and you can sometimes see the discomfort on on people's faces when you talk about the depths of. God's love and how far it reaches. It almost makes you uncomfortable because you don't want to give people license to sin. And I think that I think that Paul encountered that too. Like he would preach yeah. the gospel so hard that he's like, so does that mean sin should increase? By no means. You know, I mean, he was very clear, but that never stopped him from preaching the gospel as hard as he did. And I think that you almost have to to understand the depths of God's love. You have to go so far where people do stop and say, wait a second, does that mean I can sin? Yeah. Um, and that is such a fleshly thing to ask. We still yeah, deal with yeah, the yeah. sin nature that we're just yeah. like, as soon as we're given freedom, we're just like, great, so can we sin? Like, yeah. that's just such <laughs> a human thing. Mm-hmm. And I think on one side, I'm speaking of my own self, um, my own opinion. I feel sometimes safer like if you think of like a like a, a precipice of some sort where on sliding onto one side you have extreme legalism and sliding mm-hmm. into another side you have sliding into antinomianism mm-hmm. we feel safer sliding into legalism like if we're going to slide on one side let's slide on let's do all the things as well and we Whereas we feel sliding into antinomianism is really bad, sliding into legalism. Eh, well, that happens, and you I know, think be- and because we have that thought, we're not taking the law seriously enough. Like, wow, yeah. If we're not betting all the blue chips on Christ, like if our full confidence in our salvation and our day to day sustaining isn't in Christ, we're putting it on ourselves or something else. So, mm-hmm. what are what are we trusting in? We're we're sort of completing the law. Yeah. And so it's, we're we're sort of better at this or we're sort of better at this law. And you're not letting the law do the full w- work of no, the yeah. weight of of that. And yeah. so whenever you whenever you do that, you're actually making light of the law saying, well, the law technically is sort of attainable. Yeah. And I I think that's actually a really dangerous thing to say. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably what I say would say. The other thing is is freedom in Christ when God's spirit 
is in you, he's going to continually be pointing you back to Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He mm-hmm. is pointing you back to Christ over and over and over again in scripture, revealing scripture, that freedom in Christ I have seen. I know that some people take that as a license to sin, and I I don't speak for them or even approve of that. But I do know that some of the most passionate people I know who are, are so passionate about Jesus are not antinomian. They're actually really careful how they live because they don't want anything to disrupt the gospel mm-hmm. from coming through. And so I I think that if we're like, well, you have to trust yourself a little bit. I don't really trust myself at all, but I trust the Holy Spirit to really keep me in what I'm supposed to be doing. And so yeah. it's um it's a tricky yeah. thing because I think it's a matter of trust and it's a matter of faith and 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 we don't always trust and we don't have that faith. And so we think, well, if we just cling to the law a little bit, then that will be mm-hmm. good. Just and, a little bit. Yeah. And when Gretchen was uh, um, popped in on our Zoom meetings when she was doing Galatians, and Paul talks about like building, and I just got this image of when we try to do the law, we're like building this crumbly wall around us constantly. Like that's what we're working at, taking these junky bricks and trying to protect ourselves with these laws, just like Adam and Eve when they tried to cover themselves up with these shriveling fig leaves, right? They were trying to cover their shame. And I think when we're clinging to the law, it's the same thing. We're just running ourselves ragged with something that isn't going to work because it's not Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that we are anti-law. We just have an enormous respect for it. Yeah. And yeah. know that that is, that is something that Christ does. Now, as it does say in Galatians, it's not that we're without anything now. We have his spirit. We don't we don't live by the law. We live by the spirit and the spirit will always point us to scripture. The spirit will always point us to Christ. And so that is something amazing that we have now. And so we want to help people understand yeah. that that we have Christ and what all that means. The law is, it is beautiful. It is good. It's holy. It's perfect. And it's given for our own good. You know, mm-hmm. the God's, God's commands are there for our own good, but God also knows we can't follow them perfectly. And, yeah. and our salvation, therefore can't be based on that. That's why he sent Jesus. I think that we tend to pick the laws that we're really good at and then we rank ourselves by them. Mm -hmm. Like I can do these laws. (laughs) And so I'm going to be like a really good Christian because I can do these laws, but that person over there isn't as good as doing these laws, those laws. So they're not as good as a Christian. And it quickly turns into this area of favoritism when we start ranking ourselves and, and God comes for the weak. He comes for the sick. He comes for those who are completely unable. And so he's not ranking us or as we are ranking each other of, you know, this is a really good person and this is a really bad person. He's like, I'm coming for the sick and I'm coming for the unable and I'm going to be holding them up. And I, I think it's important. I think when we start ranking ourselves, we start losing sight, especially when it comes to our sanctification, that strong people are going to make it and those weak people aren't. And that is simply not scriptural because God comes for the weak. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think we're all that, weak. that we just might not realize it. We just it. may not realize it. Yeah. And, and when we feel strong, when we feel like we're just doing all the things, we're like the rich young ruler. And that actually can be a very dangerous thing too. So we're, there's a lot of paradoxes and a lot of things mm-hmm. in tension. And we're just trying to process through that so that we don't skip the hard questions and just say, well, the law is just easier to teach, Mm -hmm. but we're going to really want to ask the hard questions. And I will say over and over again, I probably say dumb things a lot. I 
I think I do too. <laughs> I think that's the scariest part is that I think both of us feel extremely unqualified for this conversation. Yeah. But we want to have it we're, anyway. We're in this tension where we feel extremely unqualified, but it's not being had, especially by women. It's not being had by women. Uh, no. So, yeah. and I see that when I enter into Bible studies with women, that they're scared to even talk about the Bible or the gospel because they don't want to say it wrong. Oh, yeah. You know, and I want them to have that freedom to pick up their Bibles and have discussions about it and to know Christ and to know, and for them to know that how well Christ knows them. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, we're not letting you guys get a word in edgewise. You're going to regret having us yeah. here, but we, oh, um, we, I think there's a point where you have to say, okay, well, God has called me to share the gospel with people. And we're just kind of crying out, Lord, we're going to say it stupid. Mm-hmm. And him just saying, well, are you willing to do it anyway? And we're like, all right, well, we'll try. <laughs> I, told, gonna... I tell Gretchen, every time I write or speak, I just pray, please, not, nothing heretical today. Like, <laughs> please, please, Lord. <laughs> please, yeah. Lord, don't let me say something really stupid that would dishonor you. Yeah. We really don't want that. Yeah. One, so. of my, one of my seminary professors would joke, anytime I... Anytime anybody talks about the Trinity, they borderline on heresy, you know? (laughs) I know. I I know. One of the most beautiful expressions of the gospel, I think one of my favorite is in in 1 Timothy, where Paul tells Timothy, you know, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. one of the people we look up to the most understood, you know, his his level of greatness yeah. <laughs> compared to the gospel. And is it yeah. is it in Philippians? I know we address it once where Paul lists all the great things that he's done. He's like, I live the law. I did everything. Uh-huh. I did this and I did this. And as far as circumcision, I was this. And as far as yeah. fulfilling the law, I was this. And I'm telling you, it counts nothing in regards to Christ. Christ is everything. None of that mattered. It was all him. And and we really want to take that as our guide of it is all him. And when we realize the depth of that, that is not going to make us want to fall into sin. It's going to say, Lord, please just take me, take me and I am yours Mm -hmm. and whatever, because I just want that. And if people are thinking, is that a license to sin? We haven't been saying it enough. You don't understand the depths of God's love enough. Let's let's go through that again. If you're fixing Um, your eyes on Christ, you can really see your own depravity. I mean, right? Like that's, if that's you, just what the law does. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so if you're fixing your eyes on Christ, yeah, I said that wrong. So there we go. Heretical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we knew we what you get, meant. We can yeah. get so obsessed with looking at what we're doing that we don't look at Christ anymore. And making sure go, we're looking better. the right way. Yeah. And and we're making the right appearances. And, yes. And that's yes. Hard. Like I think of, okay, like when the Israelites were getting bitten by snakes and God told them to look at the serpent on the cross, I would have struggled to look at that serpent instead of beating off the snakes that were biting me. And I think it's similar. Hopefully I'm not saying anything heretical again, but that it's so hard to look away from our own yuck and disgust sometimes and look to Christ because we just want to fix what's around us. Like I just Mm. want to beat off the snakes that are killing me. And yeah, well, I think sometimes when we respond to our sin, we respond with shame and we run away from God. And other times what God wants is that when we are confront, when the law confronts us about our sin, that we look to Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the good news is too to encourage you guys about, you know, are you going to, are you going to say all the right stuff? Are you going to do all the right stuff? Is the podcast, you know, it, we have to be perfect before we start recording the podcast. I mean, to just encourage you guys to say and look at, you know, what does scripture teach us? 
And that's literally one of the things that I love to point out is that the Bible is a conglomerate of no perfect people except for one. And the good news is, is that scripture constantly points out the inadequacy of every single individual and God still work through each and every one of those individuals, despite themselves, despite themselves getting in the way or wanting to do more or wanting to to be this, God still used them. God was still faithful. And ultimately, all that does is literally point to Christ. Because as we read through scripture, it's it's like, man, Abraham, God chose him. Look at what Abraham did. All right, uh, God chose Noah. Look at what Noah ended up doing. God chose Paul. Look at how terrible Paul was. And literally all of that comes to the same point, which is what made that person perfect. And it is God's grace. And it is because of Christ, you know, the cross works forwards and backwards. And so literally like the only thing that those people had going for them was Christ. And yet God was still able to use them. And so I, and I, that's kind of how I mold what Ryan and I do when I step up to the pulpit to preach is like, Lord, you're going to take this and you're going to use it because I know that you were able to use other sinful people because literally that's what your Bible points to is sinful people in need of grace and that you're the rescuer. And I just pray that I can point people to that rescue. And I hope that you guys emanate that too in your podcast, which I'm positive after hearing you guys talk, that's exactly what you're going to do. You're not going to point to how amazing uh, Katie is or how amazing Gretchen is or how great our families are and model this and model that, but literally just positive in our own. Oh, you just uh, glitched out. Can you say that again? You just glitched out the last thing. What do you mean like this? (laughs) You're building to. The point that I was building to, just point to Christ. That was the thing that I was building up to. Not not saying, look at us, look at how great we are, but literally just saying, look at what Christ is doing through us. And I think things will be great. So tell tell our listeners a little bit more about your podcast. Uh, what's, what's the name? Where can they find it? Who's the podcast geared to? It's already going to be launched by the time that this comes out, but where can they find it? All that good stuff. Tell us. Uh, it's called Freely Given. And that you can go subscribe on iTunes or all of your other podcasts. I like Overcast. Overcast. There you go. We are. uh, We got all our beautiful equipment through fifteen seventeen. They they've been helping us out launch this. That's been a a huge help. That was another answer to prayer when when I I said you know what let's let's ask if we can just get on their website and then all of a sudden they're like yeah let's just do all this for you and we're like whoa all right so thank you for. Mm-hmm. taking care of us. So they, mm-hmm. they sponsored a lot of this. Yeah. So what else do we want to talk about it? Click the subscribe button. The first ones are on spiritual disciplines. We're, They're about 20 minutes yeah. long. By the time the podcast goes live, we'll, um, we'll have the first 10 episodes recorded. And then, so then we're going to start developing the next couple. Yeah. So, and uh, it, like I said, it, we try to keep it at 20, 25 minutes, but we like to talk. So brace yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ryan and I like to try to keep our podcast to 15 <laughs> minutes and look at how good we're doing. This is our 40-minute, 20-minute podcast. <laughs> like, the o- like the only editing that I'm doing for the podcast is like Katie making me laugh for five minutes. And I'm just like, okay, I should probably cut that out. because like, yeah, don't Ryan, Ryan doesn't know anything about that. Ryan knows so. nothing about me trying to make him That's laugh. That's so. pretty much why I'm here. Well, <laughs> all right, Katie. So Mike's favorite hobby is sabotaging the yep. start of the, the recording. So yep. maybe you should 
give that a try. This is bad advice. I wonder if you could send me some tips. Oh, I have plenty of tips that I can send your way. We will be in contact with each other because I am a pro at it. Ryan has quite the compilation of blooper reel that we have. So uh, we need to save all these. I am. I have definitely save it. You have to. So other than the podcast, what are some other endeavors that you guys are a part of that our listeners could benefit from? Yeah. So, so Katie is working on a little handbook for, is that the best way to work? So I call it a devotional study journal. Um, because on my, when I write on my blog, loved in spite of self, my goal is to encourage women, um, to get into their Bibles, empower them, not with themselves, but the love of Christ, um, and also encourage them to live in freedom. So it's a pretty, there's like four devotionals in it. And then lots of questions to get them thinking about, okay, what does it mean for my life that Christ is constantly for me? Yeah. So I, I write on my blog, um, GretchenRonovic.com, though a lot of it has ended up on 1517. Yeah. And my and book, Gretchen is also my, has a book coming my book, out. My book, Ragged, which I know in our in episode, the other one that I was on, um, we talked about a little bit. That one is on uh, Ragged on Spiritual Disciplines. It, it's going to be early 2021 when that comes out. And so I am really working hard on edits for that right now. It's extremely painful, tedious stage of the book. So it is, a, <laughs> it is amazing. And Gretchen, like I said, somewhere else, she is a fantastic communicator of the gospel. So yeah, definitely so that, want. And it's there. not that book in particular, like we're women. So people, you know, oh, that's a podcast for women. But the book men can definitely get something out of. Yeah, it, it's definitely written for women. But if a man wrote it, he he wouldn't turn, read it. it yeah. Hopefully he would be edified if he picked it up. Yes. Great. Thanks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking out the book. And uh, I will be listening to your show. I'm, I'm subscribed. You. I know that the uh, what you've described, that'll be a blessing to, to me as well. So thank you I very much. So. I hope so. So thank you. Yeah. Well, praying for me so I don't say anything heretical on the podcast. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's okay because the good news is is that there's always the edit. There's always the delete. There's always the go back. There's always the next episode where you say, ah, so okay. by the way, by the way, yeah. this is what yep. we meant. Yep. And also um, think about how transparent. Oh, we just lost you again, Mike. <laughs> you come out and say, <laughs> we lost you again. Am I back now? Back now. I was going to say, yeah. think about the think about uh, the transparency and the trust that you will build through that by people realizing like, oh, they messed up, but they're not afraid to come back in the next episode and be like, hey, I know that I, I messed up. Yeah. Here's yeah. what I really like. That's great. Which and, I and I yeah, very important in Christianity today. I don't know if we're myself included in this. I don't know if um, we're as willing to confess as we should be. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, free to confess. Yeah. There's there's one of our freedoms yeah. right there. Yeah. Hey, yeah. and you know what? Not only are we free to do it, we're encouraged to do it. First John 1 9. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just. Mm-hmm. He'll forgive us our sins, purify us from all unrighteousness. Guaranteed yeah. result. If, if yeah. anyone gets anything good out of this podcast, that is all God. Yeah. Yep. That is all Him. Yep. So Mm-hmm. You know, another passage I'm thinking about too as we wrap up here is don't if, try to one up me, Ryan. Let me quote scripture <laughs> and the podcast. Okay, Mike, I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Go for it. Okay, thanks for your permission <laughs> <laughs> to read the Bible. <laughs> so, Ephesians 2 8 and 9 and 10. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. 
Mm-hmm. And then verse 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So I think that mm-hmm. just right there is a lot of what we were saying, you know, mm-hmm. what we said in 40 minutes, Paul says in uh, one sentence. That lasted 10 verses. Run on sentence. (laughs) 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 Or I guess it's two sentences. Yeah, anyway, maybe it's two sentences. All right. Oh, Gretchen, Katie, thank you so much for being our guests. We really appreciate that. And our listeners, you can find uh, Gretchen and Katie's podcast, Freely Given, wherever you find your podcast. Thank you all for listening to our show today. We love to cover topics that you're looking for input on. So email us with your comments and questions at podcast at clbforge.org. Don't forget to subscribe to our show. And we'd love it if you shared the podcast with a friend or colleague. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time.